Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We're talking about the biggest winners and losers from Week 3's action next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dave Richard to talk about who increased their value the most Sunday and who comes out of week three looking a little worse for the wear. And Dave, I'm going to kick us off with, I, I think, one of the obvious winners from Sunday's action. That's Saints rookie wide receiver Chris Olave, who had a lot of potential production in week two, and he turned it into real life production. Nine catches, 147 yards, 13 targets, all of which led the team. He has been Jameis Winston's favorite option. He's been garnering a lot of targets down the field. He's a really, really good downfield playmaker, it seems. I mean, you know, he's he's got competition for targets. Michael Thomas is going to be involved in this offense moving forward, assuming his foot injury isn't serious. Uh, you know, obviously with his history, that's a bit of a concern. But Chris Olave just, I don't know, he looks like the real deal. He looks like he might just be the best of what's looking like a very, very good rookie class. What do you think? I think that as long as Jameis is the quarterback, we can feel good about Olave because Jameis is a downfield thrower. It's one of the reasons why we liked Olave as a late round pick back in August. I just, I didn't think he'd get this type of target command yeah. this fast. And a little bit of it in week three had to do with the fact that Michael Thomas left early. Yep. Uh, Jarvis Landry got shaken up and then he left. Uh, I certainly love the schedule coming up for New Orleans. They've got the Vikings next week. Then Seattle, Cincinnati, Arizona, Las Vegas. It's really great for the pass, and they might be behind in literally four of the five games. So Olave, he's not out there in a lot of leagues, but the ones that he is out there in, go grab him. Yeah, let's uh, let's hear a, a winner or two from you. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson had a lot of high-value touches for the Patriots against the Ravens. Played 62% of the snaps, played 7 of 11 snaps on third and fourth down, played five of eight snaps inside the 10. These are roles, at least the the short yardage inside the 10 role, that would usually go to Damian Harris. And Harris did have a touchdown, but so did Ramondre. Ramondre looked better. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots now go to being more run-heavy because it sounds like they're going to be without Mac Jones for a little bit. Yeah. He suffered well, with a high ankle sprain. I know the x-rays on his ankle were negative. Yeah, that's the put any weight on higher it. ankle sprain. Right, right, right. So a high ankle sprain is going to put him out for a few weeks at minimum. It's going to be a good opportunity for both running backs to get work, but Ramondre Stevenson's the one who I think was a real big-time winner. And fantasy managers might move toward using him as a, as a number three running back next week against Green Bay, but maybe closer to a number two running back when he goes up against the Lions in week five. And then a couple weeks after that, he's got Chicago, then the Jets. There are some good matchups for the Patriots running backs, and Stevenson could finally hit that type of upside. And if I may give one more winner. Oh, you may. Isaiah McKenzie, my guy, with his best game game of the year, no doubt about it. Um, I thought he'd have a target share like this every week. Took him a couple weeks to get going, but really there was nothing there for Jamison Crowder in this game. McKenzie had the one touchdown early. He was targeted on another one that Josh Allen threw into the ground. 
If Allen is as accurate as he normally is, that's another touchdown for Isaiah mm-hmm. McKenzie. And he's out there in like 75% of leagues. So love, love, love the idea of getting McKenzie, putting him on your bench, maybe even using him as a flex as soon as next week when the Bills take on the Ravens. All right, we'll talk about some of the losers for week three. And one big one for me is another rookie wide receiver, Traylon Burks, who did run, I believe he led the Titans in routes run among wide receivers this week, which is a great sign. And that was what we were hoping to see after Traylon Burks had been you know, really garnering a lot of targets per route run. And then he only got two targets and he caught one pass in this game. I don't want to take too much from it. I'm certainly not burying Traylon Burks. He's a talented player, but it wasn't what we wanted to see from him, given the, the growing role that we thought he had. How about you? Um, there's two and they're both veterans and they were both drafted before the end of round five in just about every single fantasy league. But I've kind of had enough with DJ Moore. low volume <sighs> passing offense in Carolina. He's getting a good target share, but yeah. what good are the target shares when the quarterback isn't even throwing it 30 times a game? Um, Baker Mayfield just does not look like certainly not like a former number one overall pick. He really doesn't look great. And the fact that LaVisca Chenault started to get involved, this was his first game active mm-hmm. for Carolina. That's nerve wracking. We know that Robbie Anderson back in week one got things going, but I, I, I don't see that upside anymore. That high volume upside that we had with DJ Moore in the past. Maybe it comes back around, but I, I don't know if I can buy into that. So I think you've got to temper expectations for DJ Moore, but you can, you could potentially drop Allen Robinson five targets in the game came close to scoring a touchdown twice, but not good. I believe That's he all dropped one of the targets and it's not a lot of volume. For Allen Robinson. So if he doesn't score on limited volume, even though he's in a great offense, because he's not breaking away from anybody, he's not fast anymore. Man, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you do with him anymore for your fantasy team. Bye week receiver. Feel, that's it. Uh, it doesn't it feel feels good. like he's he's in the like Adam Thielen range now. I think he's worse. Like, I think he's you're worse. hoping he catches a touchdown. I think it's worse. I, I think Thielen can at least contribute on some decent target volume from week to week. Well, that's pretty grim because Adam Thielen is, you know, a pretty like he's a wide receiver three for me, but not necessarily someone I'm excited to have in my lineup. But I can't really disagree with you, Allen Robinson, probably a wide receiver three that you're just hoping gets into the end zone. I guess the good news is he's gotten multiple end zone targets in each of the past two games. That's going to do it for fantasy football today in five for more week three winners and losers. Make sure you check out the full episode of fantasy football today. And we'll be back tomorrow with a look at the week four waiver wire. We'll see you then. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.